0: Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. I am Kai Graham and welcome to my podcast, Parent Toolbox, which is specifically designed to equip parents with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week, you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting, tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to another edition of the Parent Toolbox podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I'm talking about racism, how to talk to your child about racism. And this is um, an episode that I know needs to come out, but it's one that makes me feel slightly uncomfortable because I know that I am sitting from a position of um, white privilege and it makes me uncomfortable to say this. However, what I am realizing is that the worst thing that I can do is say nothing. And this may be messy, but please believe that it comes with the best of intentions and it comes with love. But what's dawning on me, not even dawning, but what I realize is that many people haven't experienced racial bigotry. So how on earth do they gain perspective? How do we gain perspective if we haven't even felt it? It's a challenge. But talking about racism, in fairness, is a choice that many parents of colour don't even have. It's part of their parenting. It's part of needing to raise their children and having the talk, which saddens my heart really. And it does make me feel uncomfortable, but I'm okay to sit with that discomfort. And what I want to do is to reach out to you um, to help you and support you if indeed you want to talk to your child about such um, a topic, which is rife um, with emotion, understandably. The point is, is that there is no cookie cutter approach. Because we are all very different families, our setups are very different, and we have our own experiences. Whether or not you are from a minority group, whether or not you know what, regardless of your racial upbringing or your religious beliefs, you have your own filter on the world. So, how you deal with this and how you talk to your children is going to differ. But I'm going to give you some guidelines that I hope will help. There is no denying that. White privileged kids are probably hearing all about the race debate at the minute, and even if you sort of are a parent who listen, I don't want to talk about this because that'll make me highlight the differences by not talking about it by being color blind, I think personally, in my humble opinion, you um are increasing the harm because yes, we're all different, and more to the point, we should be celebrating this. So I think what we need to do is unlearn the stereotypes, unlearn what we have learnt or known in the past, and we need to relearn what we need to know. And I think the only thing, you know, sort of the only wrong thing to do is to say nothing. I'm watching what's happening on the news. I'm watching the protests and I'm observing and I'm seeing what's going on and all the understandable anger that's rising up after centuries of oppression. But up until now, I've been sheltered from it, and that embarrasses me. I've not had to talk to my kids about how to protect themselves because of the color of their skin. I've not had to teach my child how not to be killed by police, and I kid you not. And up until now, it's something that, even though it's awful, it's, been, it's sort of happened to other people. And then it's dawned on me. Have you ever been in a situation as a parent or a mum? And I'm trying to put this into some, you know, it's not perspective, but into context is as a parent, we are, it's our job to protect our kids. It's our job to make sure they are safe. And I know that sometimes in the past, when my kids were sort of maybe suffering bullying or they were sort of really struggling at school, when I sent them out into the big wide world, I sent them out with dread and fear and hope, and just wish that I could sort of walk the, their sort of rocky path in their shoes to sort of protect them from the fear and the upset of you know whatever they were going into, powerless and, and not able to support them in in whatever. A, dare I say it triviality that they were having to deal with and then it just dawned on me this morning actually which is again something that is saddening me but I am now acknowledging that I'm, I'm able to move through this and to educate myself but it dawned on me that this is what people of color this is what black people have been enduring for years centuries generations the struggle the exhaustion, the anger, the oppression, the injustice of all this. This is what our fellow humans are still living with. And this is what white privilege is. And I can't begin to understand, and yet I need to acknowledge that it's there and that it's present and that it is not okay. This is still happening and it needs to change. Now, previously, I sort of said, no, 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 but I'm not a racist person. But do you know what? That's not enough. It's never been enough. I can't just sit and tut on the sidelines when I see people getting hurt or when I see injustice and unfairness and oppression. We have to be actively anti-racist. We have to do something about this collectively. I feel real shame that this has never truly been on my radar. And yet I can now acknowledge that it is here on my radar and we need to do something about it. So what do we do as parents? How do we guide our children? Well, I look at it and my view is that you are your child's role model. You are shaping, especially in the early years, you are shaping your child's values, their beliefs, and their look on the world. So we need to be a good role model. Now, if we're intimidated by this topic, deal with it and learn more about it. But we need to show our children different perspectives. We need to create a diverse network of friends for them, and we need to start talking and sharing stories. Because as a role model, your kids are watching you. They watch you how you communicate. They watch you when you are kind. They watch what you read and watch through the media. They see how you answer questions. They see how when you are uncomfortable, when you are brave, and indeed when you want to learn. When you call people out, they are watching you. When you challenge injustice, they are watching you. And also when you admit you are wrong, you are being a role model to your child. And this is what we need to learn, so be that good role model, okay, Kai, So what do I do? How do I speak to my child? what do I you know where do I even start? Well, the first thing is is to practice self care. my view is. It, these are conversations that are highly important. So you really need to go in with a, with a sort of a, a clear head and the right frame of mind to talk. So maybe not after you've just watched something on the television that's fueled you with anger or, you know, maybe that's a great time. But what I mean is, is we don't need to overwhelm our children with our emotions. We need to be calm and matter of fact and truthful. And we do need to talk to them about it. We do indeed need to educate ourselves so that we are not fully armed, because I don't think reading a couple of blog posts or watching, you know, sort of a movie is going to, is not going to come close. But we need to start understanding what these years of oppression have meant and understand the anger, quite rightly so. I think from a point of, White privilege. This has never really, historically, you know, been acknowledged before. To be sort of, you know, someone's people are shining a light on it and going, "This is not okay." And I think this is a massive step. So we need to start talking about fairness and vision and equality and all those sort of buzzwords. But do you know what? I, I saw something on. I think Oprah sort of posted something on Instagram. And it was about white privilege. And I want you to run through this with me. So raise your sort of 10 fingers, two hands and raise your 10 fingers. And I want you to follow this. Put your finger down if you've ever had been called with a racial slur. Put your finger down if you've been followed in a store unnecessarily. Put your finger down if someone has crossed the street to avoid passing you. Put your finger down if you've ever had someone clench their handbag tight when they see you, put your finger down. If you've had someone avoid riding in a lift or an elevator with you, put your finger down. If you've been acu- ever been accused of not being able to afford something expensive, put your finger down. If you've ever had to, f- if you've, you've ever had fear in your heart when being stopped by the police. Put your finger down if you have ever been given a pass on a citation you deserved. Put your finger down if you've ever been stopped or detained by police for no reason. Put your finger down if you've been bullied solely because of your race. Put your finger down if you've not been served because of the colour of your skin. Put your finger down if you've ever had to teach your child how not to be killed by the police. Any fingers left? That's privilege. So, we need to start talking to our kids. Now, the younger you they are, that you know that you start talking to them, the better. Kids between the ages of well, sort of up to six years old. Kids are white. Kids, our studies have shown, are more likely to show a bias towards the group of people that they are choosing to be friends with. This is not the case with um, Hispanic and Black children. The thing is, is that kids don't naturally. They weren't born to naturally discriminate. It is something that they have learnt. We need our kids to be aware of differences, yes. But we need to empower our kids that if they see someone is treated unfairly to get them to speak out. And it is us parents who actively influence our children. As I said, kids don't discriminate naturally. This is something that they have learned and these prejudices become deeply rooted because I truly believe that our children will be part of this healing process, healing the systemic and the historic racism that, okay, we think that it's sort of, you know, it's over in the US. It's not. It's deep-rooted in every society, and it's deep-rooted in the UK as well. I want to learn more, and I just want to help you to Teach your children and encourage them to learn more. Now, by the ages of, of between sort of six and eight, kids are beginning to understand. You know, they're tuned into what's fair and what's not fair. And so we can start talking to our kids about this, talking to them about their feelings. You know, what are they hearing What are they seeing? What do they feel when they see someone being treated unfairly? What would they do? How could they make it better? How can they show acts of kindness to people that are being treated unfairly? Maybe it's them that's being treated unfairly. Who can they reach out to? Now, from the ages of about so sort of, you know well early teens we have to remember that you know so sort of when the, when our kids are younger we can protect them as we rightly should we can protect them from the negativity of the media we can te- protect them from because the media is is you know can can be feeding us a, a barrage of lies as well you know if you, if you that the, there's often an agenda we have to remember that so remember pay attention to what Media, our kids are watching, and when they get into their teens, we don't even know half the stuff that they're seeing who they're speaking to, what they're seeing on YouTube, what their friends are saying. So, we need to ask our kids this. Many kids they might not want to share their thoughts, but we need to ask them what are they feeling, what are they hearing, what are they seeing. Is it even true? I mean, I'm, I'm saw on social media just recently, that someone is planting piles of bricks close to protesters, obviously, you know, encouraging them to start hurling things at the police so that these people can be lifted. I mean, who in their right mind? This is the skewed world that we're living in. But by now, if we think about our teenage kids, by now, they are trying to develop their own values. But what they can't do is they cannot develop understanding and coping skills if we pretend that there is nothing to cope. What I'm finding is that many teenagers are feeling shame, the shame that they might be that white privileged child. It's not their fault. What is important, though, is to understand that everyone deserves these rights. Everyone, it shouldn't be a privilege, it should be a quality for everyone and it's up to us to try and start changing the mindset so that our, we and our children can start moving forwards to make that change collectively. Start to acknowledge your child's curiosity. I mean, in the olden days, and actually not even in the olden days, up until recently, it used to be impolite to talk about race. We need to talk. We need to ask our child if maybe they've sort of mentioned something uncomfortable. We need to not call them out, but question them, acknowledge what's going on. What makes you say that? What makes you think that? It's okay when they start asking questions. It's okay not to know. We don't have all the answers. So maybe just sort of, yeah, I I don't know about that. I'll come back to you when I find out. Or I don't know. Let's look about this and let's learn together. Because it's interesting. We need to understand whether or not our kids are asking their questions through curiosity or whether or not they're asking their questions through judgment. And it's important as parents, to mind our language. We need to remain calm. We don't need any inflammatory language. And I implore you, don't let the fear of getting it wrong stop you from saying something. We have to remember that this hurt and this injustice runs deep. And I've heard words like, oh, acceptance and tolerance. And do you know what? That to me implies indifference. And so I think we need to be stronger than that. I think we need to celebrate diversity. I think we need to admire what's going on and respect. These are bigger words. We need to value our fellow human beings, all of them. we need to validate our children's feelings find out what they're really feeling what what they understand what they see from the media some kids are going to be as i said feeling guilty some people some kids are going to be scared the younger ones are going to see stuff through the media and think Potentially it may be, but, but be worried that they too will get hurt, that this is on their doorstep. And we need to acknowledge that and we need to, above all, make our kids feel safe, but not complacent. Our children are going to be the voice of change and we need to champion that. And so talk to them, validate their feelings and acknowledge what's going on but also don't be ashamed to well you know I'm I'm because you're listening to this I'm I'm assuming that you want to learn more about racism so acknowledge your own feelings and maybe discuss those with your with your kids as well and then maybe look at it from a different point of view and acknowledge why these people these these protesters these these um People who have been oppressed for so long are feeling the need, quite rightly so, to stand up and be counted and say enough. I feel angry that um, the privileged have not listened up until now. And we need to, when this dies down, we need to keep the story open. So maybe chat with your kids. And for the younger ones, some people are being treated unfairly because of the color of your skin. That is not okay. Everyone deserves to feel safe and important. And telling your children what you believe and how, even though it might be going on in their backyard, even though it might be going on on the television, this is not okay. And explain to them. Black people are being treated differently by white people. And again, that is not okay. Maybe ask your kids, have you seen people being treated unfairly? You know, what do you think it would be like for them? What can you do to help them and support them? It's also important to address the mistakes that have been made now um, and in the past, historically, maybe your child doesn't quite understand, maybe you don't understand, so we need to learn about that. It's been shown that kids who understand history are the most aware. So let's not condone it, let's not justify it, let's just learn from it and to start building that respect. There's a difference also um, when I'm talking about respect. There's a difference between sort of saying the F word, dropping the F bomb and saying something to undermine or belittle someone. And it's not to be tolerated. Explain to your kids that, you know, this is not how we do it and we shouldn't condone it if we witness it. Actions do indeed, you know, actions speak louder than words. Um, And so I'm not racist, actually, you know, as I've said before, it doesn't get you off the hook. We need to be seen to be proactive and to do something about it. And that is educating our kids and that is explaining to our kids and it's helping them develop a growth mindset, a a mindset of being open-minded, of wanting to learn more, of being appreciative and respectful and understanding of everyone around us. Yeah, we're going to get it wrong but the challenge is, is that when we do, do we learn from it? And I think up until now we haven't And I think up until now, um, we've sort of swept it under the carpet. We need to ask questions. We We need to be mindful when our kids are acting out and seeing how they're being affected by this. And we need to watch our kids if they're internalizing and saying nothing. We need to make our kids and others feel safe, to feel empowered about the future and to feel hopeful about the future. This is not something that's allowed to go away anymore. Racism is, is it cannot be tolerated. I saw again on Instagram yesterday, Gianna Floyd, who was George Floyd's, uh, or is George Floyd's six-year-old daughter. And she was saying, my dad changed the world. And yet George Floyd cannot do that single-handedly. It is up to each and every one of us to make sure that there is. this is a world for change now. We need to stand up to oppression. We need to call out people that are bullying and we need to hold people accountable when there is injustice and bigotry. We need to support George Floyd's memory and indeed, this isn't the first time that it's happened, but collectively we need to be the voice of change. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you find this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share by your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your questions as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.